We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Chick Chat, Chick Chat, Chick Chat, the Baby Chick Podcast. We're all about mothers and supporting them right. We're all about babies and futures oh so bright. Chick Chat, Chick Chat, Chick Chat, the Baby Chick Hi, everyone. Welcome to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Nina Spears, the Baby Chick. And on today's episode, we have Naomi Ko, the award-winning founder of Little Crown Interiors, which is an interior design studio specializing in nursery and child design. Naomi has designed nurseries, kids' rooms, and playrooms for clients all across the country with a keen eye for style, function, and safety. As one of the first designers in the country with a specialty in these spaces, Naomi is known as the go-to expert in her field. Her work has been featured in countless magazines, periodicals, and on television, including People, The Wall Street Journal, Access Hollywood, Project Nursery, and Entertainment Tonight. She lives and works out of Southern California. An exciting part of planning for a baby's arrival is preparing their room, and we are thrilled to have Naomi with us today to share her expert knowledge and tips on how to create a stylish, functional, and safe nursery for our babies. So let's welcome Naomi. Hi, Naomi. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Of course. So Naomi, I'm curious if you can tell us a little bit about your story. What inspired you to specialize in nursery design? So it's funny, kind of by accident, actually. I graduated from design school in 07, which was the big, you know, recession year. And it was really, really hard to find a job. And so I just kind of took the first one I found, which happens to be this uh, little company that did nursery and kids design, which back then didn't really exist. Nobody had even heard of that. So of course, once I tasted that, I was like, oh, this is so different and fun. And you know, I can do a lot of different things with my creativity. And then I was hooked and started my own company shortly thereafter and then been doing it for almost 14 years. Oh my gosh. So this was like before you were a mom. I'm not a mom. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're not even a mom. Like that is amazing. Like I think people are surprised whenever they learn about my story. They're like, "Wait, Nina, you were a doula and helping births and doing all this before you were a mom?" I'm like, "Yes, I found this calling." So I love meeting another sister who's like, "Yes, helping families and all of this space. That's just the coolest thing." I love that. So, Naomi, you've created so many beautiful nurseries. This process can be really overwhelming. For for new parents, as you know, what are the first steps you take when starting a nursery design project? Like where can you recommend parents to start? So when I work with clients, there's really two ways that it could go. The first is that they come to me and have absolutely no idea what to do. <laughs> and then I have other clients who come to me with a, a stack full of ideas and, you know, things that they want. So I treat those fairly differently but in general, either way, the first thing to do is to sort out what they're looking for 
And if you're doing it yourself to sort out what you're looking for. And it sounds easy, but that's actually where a lot of people get stuck because they don't know and they don't know what style they want. They see thousands of images, you know, on social media and whatnot. Pinterest, they're adding it all up and it's not making cohesive sense. Yes. It's everywhere. It just gets overwhelming. So regardless of who comes to me with what in already, I try to kind of sit them down, sort through it, figure out what they're actually looking for. (laughs) And then we can start from there. Okay. So that makes a lot of sense. Now, regarding like style, safety, and functionality, these are all important parts of the nursery, of course. How do you achieve all of these when you're designing a nursery or playroom or kids room, et cetera? Well, the first thing I will say is if you see some of my nursery photos, we style those to holy heck. <laughs> so, you know, you might see like a pillow and a stuffed animal inside of a crib, which looks really beautiful, but that's not how it works in real life. So that's something to keep in mind with everything you see. So when we're designing, we're designing for that client and we want it to be super safe, super functional, and really beautiful. But sometimes we kind of judge <laughs> a little for the photography. But as far as the design process goes, safety is always first. And, you know, nowadays it's not, there's so many things available. So it's not that big of a problem. Where it used to be, there was, you know, Pottery Barn Kids was really your only catalog or, you know, Babies R Us. And now we just have so many options that there are a lot of companies creating beautiful, safe products and very functional products. So it's really not that bad anymore. Are there any go-tos that you recommend parents to look into? As far as brands? Yeah, brands. Yeah, if they're wanting that stylish look, but still safe and functional, you know, is there anything that you say, hey, check out this or that or, you know, anything in particular? Yeah, so for furniture, the good news is that pretty much everything is highly regulated. So any crib that you're going to buy is going to be up to certain safety standards. So you can... Google and see if they've had any recalls in the past, you know, five years or so. But a lot of them are getting lesser and lesser. I haven't seen a crib recall in quite a while, which is great. That said, one of my favorite brands is Baby Leto. They're great because they have a lot of different styles. They're well made, uh, safe, of course, and they're fairly affordable. You know, they're not the bottom level of affordable and they're not the top either. But I think for most parents, they're going to have something that will work. I use them all the time. I love that. And that's so helpful to be able to like know of a good brand to be able to go to. That's super helpful. Yeah. And the same goes with crib mattresses. They're very highly regulated. I definitely recommend going organic or non-toxic with a mattress because that's the thing that's going to be very close to the baby's face for long periods of time. So safety-wise, I would definitely say that's where you should splurge for your big organic product is the crib mattress. But as far as, you know, the other safety concerns, they're all regulated. Yeah. And we actually have a podcast, you guys who are listening all about what to consider when choosing a crib mattress and looking for certain certifications like GOTS or Green Guard Gold, looking for those certifications so that you know that you're getting the safest products out there. But yeah, that's so helpful. Naomi, I love that you've created like a step-by-step roadmap for creating the perfect nursery. That's so awesome. So please explain what this roadmap is to our listeners and what that process looks like 
looks like? And when during pregnancy, should parents start designing their nursery? Can you tell us that? It's not a one size fits all answer, of course. (laughs) I'll give you a little background. When I got married, uh, the first thing I did was I went to Barnes and Noble because we still had Barnes and Noble then. (laughs) And I went and got myself one of those little wedding planner binders. And because I didn't know, I had no idea what I was doing. And we didn't even really have Pinterest then. So it was kind of new for me. And I was like, okay, great. I've got my checklist. I've got, this is what to do. They had all these little outlines for me and it was awesome. And I started realizing when I was doing nurseries that my clients were like, I don't have anything. All I have is the internet, which is insanity. So yeah, so that's kind of what prompted me to write the book to kind of give people this roadmap is because it didn't exist. And if you tried to find one online, you would just get, you know, confused. (laughs) So the way that I do it is essentially, like I said before, with we start with figuring out what you're looking for. And that, again, can be tricky. So style is a really tricky one because people come into this thinking, how do I create something that looks like these pictures I've seen online, right? They're so beautiful. And you know, that can be intimidating. And what I generally recommend to people, and I know this is not what a lot of other interior designers would say, but I'm all about doing what you feel like doing. You know, this room is for you. The baby will not care. They don't care. They will care, you know, when they're a child later. So this is your chance. (laughs) This is your chance for those first, you know, two-ish years to create a room that you feel comfortable in. And I I think that that's the most important thing is that it's a space that you feel comfortable and, you know, and safe and relaxed. It doesn't stress you out, you know? So think about those things. When you're looking through photography, when you're looking through inspiration, what gives you that feeling of just calm and relaxed, even if that thing is, you know, funky colors, whatever it is. I had one client who had an all white house. Everything was white. And when she called us to design the nursery, she was like, I want neon everything. (laughs) That's just what made her feel happy. And so that's what we did. The room like glows from the hallway because it was so bright. But yeah, I think that's roadmap wise. That's where I start trying to glean that out of my clients. Or if you're doing it yourself, trying to nail down those things, forget about, you know, what type of crib you need, forget all that stuff and focus on what is going to make you feel good in the space. And then we've got the checklist and, you know, all of that kind of how to find the right crib, how to find the right glider, all of that comes later. So where can families find this checklist, this, all of this information that you've written out? Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) That's in my book. (laughs) Yes. Your book. Where can we get your book? It's everywhere. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, anywhere that uh, sells books online. It'll, it should be there. It's also on my website, which is littlecrowninteriors.com. Fantastic. That makes it easier for people to be able to find this so then they know, okay, I need to, how, where do I get started? And actually, that was my next question. When should parents get started? When do they need to start thinking of those things? Especially now, I feel like shipping is taking forever. Some of my clients are like, oh my gosh, Nina, I need to start planning now because the crib might not arrive for a long time. Things are getting pushed back. When are you recommending families really start thinking and designing their nursery? So most people wait until they find out the sex of the baby. And that's usually around four and a half, five months, depending. 
However, that does not mean that you have to wait that long if you're a nervous Nancy. (laughs) You can start, especially on the first part I was talking about, we're gathering inspiration, kind of thinking about what you might want. That can happen as soon as you want. I imagine most people do start kind of secretly doing that right at the beginning, right? So anytime you want, you can start on that. But then when it comes to ordering furniture, you're right that, especially with these COVID delays, they have not slowed down yet. It's just nuts. So if you're ordering something that's custom, that's going to be the biggest challenge. Those things are going to take a lot longer. Brands that keep stock, you can always check for things that are you know listed as in stock on websites or in stores. That's really helpful. But earlier is better, I think right now, especially. So I usually suggest three to four months ahead, if you can. Normally I say three months, but right now I would say three to four for those big items, for your crib, dresser, glider. You never know if there's going to be a back order, if some shipment gets lost. You know, it's happened to me and my clients time and time again. So three to four months is generally what I would say. All of the other stuff, the crib sheets, the lamps, the artwork, that stuff takes a lot less time and it can come later. It's not an emergency. It's not anything that, you know, you can't sort out even if you had to after the baby comes. That makes so much sense. You're absolutely right because, you know, you realize, oh, I actually need more crib sheets. I need more of this. So yeah, it can totally come uh, later. So that, but that's helpful to know like when they should start thinking of those things, especially during these times. So I want to know, now, Naomi, when people start thinking about nurseries and all of this design, and you're right, it's so intimidating seeing all these beautiful pictures and then dollar signs start popping up in their heads. So how do you recommend parents make the most of their nursery budget? Like, do you have any tips regarding that? I do. Yes. There's a whole chapter about budget. (laughs) There's so much there. And again, the first thing I find is people just, they have no idea how much a nursery costs because they might not know how much furniture and decor costs, but they also don't know what they need. So how many things they need. And it can be a lot, you know, once you start including the mattress and the diaper pail and the monitor and all those kind of extra things that you need. So the first thing I suggest is to figure out what your must-haves are. So the things that you absolutely need to have. So place for baby to sleep, you know, monitor, I would definitely think is a must-have, things like that. So not even worrying about the decor, the artwork and stuff, figuring out what those main, main things are, and then seeing if there's any of those things that you particularly want to splurge on. So I've had clients that did you know, we spent a lot of money on the crib because they just fell in love with this crib. And then we did target for the curtains. That's totally fine. You can kind of choose, pick and choose from different places. So it really depends. But I do think that the crib mattress, like I mentioned before, is a splurge item. I would always suggest going for a nice crib mattress. And by nice, of course, I mean, like we were talking about non-toxic and you can check out whatever that episode you said on the crib mattresses. Because that's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole thing. Because you're so right. I mean, children are spending half of their life on that crib mattress, breathing that in. So it's so important. I love that you're saying, like, think of the most important things to you and figure out, okay, I'm willing to spend that money on this, but I totally agree. Really putting that emphasis on the crib mattress because that's what they're touching, breathing in so much. Yeah. You know, I've had clients that say 
you know, it's the wallpaper. I want amazing wallpaper. I don't care about anything else. You know, so if you can kind of figure out what those things are while looking at, you know, some kind of checklist that gives you an idea of all of the things you might need, because there's plenty of people that just, you know, I don't need this, cross that off the list, right? Or there's people with a huge room that need more things. You know, I have extra square footage. What do we put there? So it just kind of depends on your room and of course your budget. But there's plenty of things that you can shift around. You can shop at, you know, places like Target or Ikea to fill in with those little things, assuming they're, you know, safe. We're not talking about dangerous things. (laughs) Right, of course. So, you know, I think you're so right that parents like in this whole world of Pinterest and Instagram, you know, how do you guide parents to turn their inspiration photos into their dream nursery? Because they may say like, oh my gosh, this image, like I'm loving this chandelier with this, these curtains and this, you know, rocker or whatever. How do you really help guide them to really hone in on their inspiration photos? So what I like to do is we talked about this a little bit before about having them kind of try to figure out what it is that they like, because they might feel like they like the overall photo. But if I can figure out what it is exactly, you know, is it just the wallpaper or is it just the wood, that light wood that's real popular right now on the crib? Is it the combination of something? So that's kind of where I would say is essentially pick them apart. And if you can take five photos that you have saved and see if you can find something common between them, that's really important because sometimes I'll have a client who shows me one picture that's like modern and has green in it or whatever. And then another one that's very traditional and I have to go, why do they like both of these? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You know, and figure out what it is that they're actually being drawn to. So that's kind of a fun... (laughs) It's fun for me project to kind of analyze and figure out what that thing is. I can see how that would be really difficult though. For me, at least I would be like, how am I supposed to marry all of this together? But that's so wonderful that you accept clients. You only accept clients actually out of like personal curiosity. Do you only accept uh, clients like in your area or do you do like virtual help or how does that work? Or, Or you just say, I don't do virtual. You can buy my book. So I do a lot of things. (laughs) I do local design here in Orange County in Los Angeles. And then I have expanded into e-design, which is virtual design. I actually started doing that years ago. And so when COVID hit, I was like, oh, well, I guess we'll just keep doing that. And it worked out really well. So I've been doing that in the US and Canada. And then I do uh, have a little consultation service as well. And then of course the book. So I'm kind of all over the place. But the bulk of my business is uh, local full designs because they're definitely more comprehensive, you know, than the virtual ones are. I just wanted to know because if someone's listening and they're like, well, I need Naomi in my life, like, is this possible? Now they know what they can do and reach out to you, which y'all, we're going to give you all of her details of how to, you know, find her and get her details in a bit. So Naomi, my next question 
What are the most common stresses associated with designing a nursery? I'm sure you've heard all of them. So now I need to know what are people really stressing out the most? Yeah, they're all over the board. I get a lot of people with the where do I start problem and just the general overwhelm. The kind of transition between, especially this is for first-time parents, and I most of my clients are first-time parents. So they're stressed out not only about the nursery, but about just this massive transition that's coming. And sometimes that gets focused on the nursery. So, you know, combined with the nesting and all that. So it's kind of, you know, this space has to be perfect, but I have no idea how to make it that way. And that can be a little bit of a kind of, I need to sit down and talk them through that a little bit, <laughs> prepare them for the, I like to try to explain that it's, it's all going to be okay, right? You know, you need a safe place for the baby to sleep. You need a couple safety things. You're going to be okay. And a lot of parents too start with the baby in the master bedroom or wherever they're sleeping for a while, for months even. So if you even just have a bassinet or a co-sleeper, you're okay. You know, you're set for a while and the nursery just sits there untouched. <laughs> a lot of people will change the baby on the floor. They don't even need a changing table. You know, it just depends. But I was going to say, I'm raising my hand. Yep, I'm that parent. I have changed a lot of diapers on the floor, on the bed, wherever. <laughs> so as far as stressors go, that's a big one. I try to just kind of talk them down. It's going to be okay. You're going to have everything you need, you know. And then the other one, I do get a lot of safety stress. So I think that people, when they do their research, they go online and they read these super scary articles and panic. So, you know, we definitely go through a lot of safety and there are, you know, I'm an interior designer. I'm not a safety expert. I have a lot of safety expertise, but I am not a safety expert. Yeah. You're not like the baby proofing person. No, you are there. Like I know what's needed for safety, but regarding like baby proofing your room now. Correct. And, and there are companies though that specialize in that. So if that's something that you're really, really stressed about, you can hire a company and they will come turn over your entire house. It's a lot, you know, but all of the little, the bumper things for the coffee table and even things on, you know, microwave clips and whatever there is. So if that's something that keeps you up at night, you can have a company come work with you on that. So within the, just the nursery, you know, safety is a big thing and there's so much we can do now to help with that. And we know so much more than we used to. So it's really great. And it's not as scary as it needs to be. I love that. It's so true. Like parenthood is scary enough. Like let's not make it even scarier, y'all. Luckily, there's so many great resources and people like you to just help that stress go down and know that like it's going to be okay. Let me show you some ways to get around this and what's good for your baby. I love that. That's awesome. I do generally suggest if you're listening right now and you're freaked out about safety, <laughs> minimalism is always better. So if you're looking online or, you know, you get Instagram ads for all these products, 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 you don't need all of those things necessarily. There are products that are available that are not generally considered safe. So Google everything if you are worried about it. So, you know, these kind of angled sleepers have a lot of issues. Anything that's soft, you want to kind of double check on, especially when the baby's new but you don't need all that stuff, right? So I think that's where parents get freaked out is they're like, oh my gosh, I need all of these things. Are all of these things okay? And the answer is most of them are probably okay, but you don't need them anyway. So if it's something you're worried about, just don't buy it. 
You're so right. Honestly, babies, all they need is somewhere safe to sleep, a diaper, some wipes, a onesie, and a blanket to wrap them. You're good. Like a swaddle. You're good. Right. I know it sounds funny coming from me because it's my job to be the opposite of minimalism in a way. You know, I just, I buy all the things, but directing parents on how to buy the right things is a big part of my job. Which again, that gives parents such peace of mind knowing like, okay, everything that we're buying is intentional. It serves a purpose and it's safe for my family. So that just gives, again, that peace of mind, which is priceless. (laughs) I love that. So I now am curious, as babies grow, so do their needs, obviously. So how do you design a nursery that can really transition as the baby grows? So I would say there's two main points here. The first is the floor plan. So we try to design the room in a way where we can easily just swap out the crib for a bed without disturbing too much of the rest of the room because then we don't need to like buy a new dresser that fits on this wall or, you know, things like that. So floor plan can be fairly important. So if you're designing a nursery and you have a little bit of wiggle room with the floor plan, Try to just envision, okay, can I fit a bed in this same spot as the crib down the line? If not, how would it need to get rearranged? And kind of keep that in mind when you're buying your expensive furniture or even just non-expensive furniture, but the you know, furniture is expensive regardless. So that's one thing is a floor plan. And the other thing is the decor. So I generally believe in designing nurseries that aren't heavily themed. So with um, things like, I want a safari theme for your, okay, someone says, I want a safari theme and they ask me, how do I do that? I would say, don't go nuts, no pun intended, but you want to keep it subtle and you want to keep it in the decor. So don't buy a safari bed or, you know, spend a ton of money on a custom safari mural that might get you know, your kid's going to at some point be like, I don't like this anymore. Can we, you know, change this? And you're like, I spent $3,000 on this custom, you know? So as far as transitioning them, if you can keep that stuff, maybe it's sheets or it's a cute little piece of art or a couple things like that, that you can really easily switch out, then you won't run into that problem of, oh my gosh, I have to redo this whole room now because I did everything in Safari and now they hate it. That makes so much sense because I've seen some rooms where it's like complete themed and I'm like, well, I hope they like that when they get older because you're going to have to redo the entire room. So that's a really good tip. I love that. And I think it's totally doable. And most people who come to me as clients ask for that. They say like, I kind of want this theme, but I don't want to go crazy because, you know, I don't want to have to redo it. So that's definitely a great thing to do is just take it easy with the theme. So what is the one piece of advice you give parents that are designing their very first nursery? Maybe they only want one child. Maybe they want seven. Maybe that, you know, I say that because maybe your advice is different for each one. If they're like, nope, this is our one and only child, or no, I plan on having a slew of others. You know, what is the piece of advice that you would give them? You know, it's funny. I would say that almost every client I have comes to me with some type of version of that, you know, what their plan is. And it never, it very rarely goes that way. I have a lot of clients who they'll say, you know, we definitely want to have another kid and we're going to stay in this house forever. And then two years later, they call me, well, we're moving and we have to, you know, so things happen like that. So I I kind of always design no matter what the plan is. 
always design to try and just make it as functional as possible for where they are and assuming that they might need to transition that furniture because you just never know. That's kind of my general, (laughs) my take on it. It's never going to go according to plan, I think. If you are, you are darn lucky. That's so true. So when someone's, then let's say it's just their very first one. What is that one piece of go-to advice? Like here, you're starting your nursery design. This is what you need to know. I think that, I mean, it kind of goes back to the thing I always say, which is just take a breath. It's going to be fine. Do your research on some safety, get your checklist and just go for it. You know, make sure it feels good for you. And especially with the first one, it's a crazy experience going through all of the other transition and changes. So if it can be a fun project, if it starts to become a stressful project, maybe kind of reevaluate that a little bit. I agree. It should be a fun project. It should. It should. It's such an exciting time. I totally agree with you, Naomi. And I loved how you said earlier in the episode, making it a place of like, peacefulness and calmness because babies tend to not be the calmest. And so if you can surround yourself in this like cal- like place where you really feel calm, you can help gather yourself in those chaotic moments. So I really loved that piece of advice too. Like don't just think of like design and like trendy and cool because it's when you're up at two, three in the morning, rocking your little one and feeding them, like, what do you want to be looking at? What do you want to be around? Because you're right, the baby doesn't care. So I also really loved that tip. That was gold. Because yeah, I would do that. I would be sitting up with my son and now my daughter, I have a six month old and I'm like, yeah, thank God we designed it like this because this is giving me a good relaxing vibes. (laughs) This is great. So also what resources, Naomi, do you recommend that families look into when starting to think about nursery design? Of course, anywhere that you're going to find inspiration photos for yourself, which I think everyone has a pretty good handle on that nowadays, but you know, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, Project Nursery is a good one. Just look around, see what you like, things like that. And then if you're one of those people that's already, you know, preemptively worrying about safety, the JPMA and CPSC are both really good resources and trustworthy resources. It can be tricky if you just start Googling that stuff and finding, you know, just stuff all over the place. And make a good list also for your doctor. because uh, there's certain things with babies that safety things that come into play that are not necessarily nursery related. You know, like how to put your baby to sleep properly, how to lay them down, things like that. And that's stuff that you can ask your doctor directly. So I always, I'm a list person. Keep your list, keep them in a file. Questions for this person, questions for this person. (laughs) And just get prepared. And, you know, anytime that that bug hits you at 2 a.m., oh, I have this question, write it down. Keep it on the list. Yes. I have a note like in my phone and I will wake up and I will type up a note. I'll be like, oh, I cannot forget this. Absolutely. And I really like how you're saying this because obviously people who are designing nurseries are usually pregnant or expecting their baby, surrogacy, adoption, whatever. And thinking about those things, like you just said, sleep. Usually people don't really start doing that research until after the baby's born or comes into their lives. And they're like, oh crap, I didn't prepare for this as much as I probably should have. So yes, having those questions now and asking those questions and and getting everything together. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Okay. Those are such great resources. Amazing, Naomi. Any final thoughts or advice on today's topic for our listeners? I really just like to express to people, 
that it should be fun. You know, it just, it's such a special time and the room nurseries, especially now have become such a thing and everyone wants to have this beautiful space. And if you can create it in a way that you come in there, even at 2am and you're just frazzled, but you look around you're like, okay, I feel good in here. You know, that's really what I try to impart to people. The design of course matters, but it only matters to you. So whatever you want to do, however you want to feel, make it all about you. Agreed. Okay. Now, Naomi, we need to know where can our listeners find you? Now they're like, okay, this cool girl, I need to know where her book is. I need to know what her book's called, where I can find her, follow her, all of the stuff. Sure. So the book is called Your Perfect Nursery, titled very appropriately. <laughs> Actually wrote about that in the beginning, why I called it Your Perfect Nursery, not My Perfect Nursery. So the book is available pretty much everywhere. My website is littlecrowninteriors.com. The book's there as well if you just need a one place to go. Instagram, Little Crown Interiors there. I think that's about it. Pinterest too, it's also Little Crown Interiors. I'm pretty Googleable. Yeah, I was going to say, you made it easy on us. That's perfect. (laughs) Fantastic. Thank you so much, Naomi. It's obvious that you have such a true passion and gift at interior design for families. And we're just so grateful that you shared your expert tips with us. So thank you again. Thank you so much. I really hope it helps some people out there. (laughs) Yes, gives us that peace that everything's going to be okay. And it just needs to make us feel safe and good and calm. And we have some great resources like your book to be able to kind of guide us along the way. So, and your social media. So yes, our listeners out there to learn more and follow Naomi, just like she said, visit her online at littlecrowninteriors.com on Instagram at littlecrowninteriors and on Pinterest at littlecrownint. So our team will be posting today's episode on Baby Chick's Facebook page. So if you have any questions or comments about designing your baby's nursery, kids room or playroom, please share them with us in the comments. And as always, If you haven't already, please subscribe to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us an honest review. 